Father, you have written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Father, we thank you for the message you placed in his heart. We ask you to prepare our hearts, Lord, to hear your word and to take action on our life based on you and what you've done for us. So, Lord, we submit Bima into your hands. Use him for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Morning, everybody. Morning. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here on the uh, sixth anniversary. Um, Tom asked me to share something about my past, because some of you know me, and I think there's a lot of new faces here. So I, I joined the Unification Church when I was 19 years old. In fact, just a week after my 19th birthday. And at that time, I was searching. And, and uh, I used to go to... Um, W.H. Smith <laughs> because I couldn't afford a Bible so I, would, I used to go to W.H. Smith every day and get the Bible off the shelf and read it and put it back you know? <clears throat> and one, one day when I you know, I, when I put the Bible back and went outside I met a member from the Unification Church I, kn- I didn't know anything about the Moonies and he asked the same questions which I was asking God so I went, and I found it very interesting, and uh, I joined immediately. <laughs> and I spent the next 10 years of my life in the Unification Church. And eventually I ended up in America. I was there for six years. I met my wife there. And, but I got disillusioned with the movement. As Tom said, that... Uh, we used, I, I, you know, all members used to pray to Mr. Moon and his wife. Pray to him every morning, every day. Yeah. And got disillusioned, left, uh, and then went to Japan. You know, feeling a lot of guilt leaving the church because I thought I've betrayed the Messiah. <laughs> you know, and in fact, Akiko and I went back to the Unification Church in Japan. But this time was very different. I, there's something in, my, in, in me felt, this is not right, this is not right. So again, I, I, I was looking into what is truth. Because I was once deceived as a Hindu. Now, after that, in the Unification Church, by the time I left, I was almost 30 years old. And I really feel disillusioned. So I started reading the Bible. And I had a revelation, reading the book of Revelations. Okay. And finally, I could walk away from Unification Church. Finally. You know. it's, and I think this applies to everybody. If you don't have a revelation, there will be no transformation in your life. You know? Everybody needs that. They need a revelation of Jesus Christ. Not a new revelation, but a revelation who Jesus is. Yeah. That will lead to transformation. But between revelation and transformation, there are some other things must happen. Two more things. After revelation, there must be death to self. 
after death to self, then there's a resurrection by the Holy Spirit. That will lead to transformation. And although I was looking for truth all my life, even as a Hindu, I was looking for truth. And finally I realized that truth is not an intellectual understanding. Truth is a person, and that's Jesus Christ. And you need to have that relationship with truth. So, hence I'm here today, <laughs> after that revelation. Yeah. Um, recently I've been reading um, Exodus. And in Exodus, two words keep popping up again and again, all throughout Exodus. These two words are grumbling and murmuring. <laughs> okay? Grumbling and murmuring. It keeps popping up again and again. It's interesting. And, and I started to think, grumbling and murmuring, it leads to complaining. And eventually, it leads to idolatry. Okay, grumbling and, and uh, murmuring leads to idolatry. And that's what happened to the Israelites. You know, God freed the Israelites from Egypt. And Egypt was a superpower at that time. It's like USA Today, a superpower. And these, there were like two million slaves left Egypt. But that God did something because they cried out to God when they were in slavery, when they were beaten, when they were oppressed. They cried out to God. And, and God heard their cry. And he freed them. How did he free them? Send an old man, Moses, in there with a rod. And he freed them. And then not only that, he completely wiped up Pharaoh's army. Two million Jews, uh, Israelites, left is, uh, Egypt. They couldn't save themselves. Yet, God destroyed the mightiest army of that time. And after crossing the Red Sea, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you know the story, so I don't, I don't want the details. But after crossing, Moses sang a new song. The people rejoiced. Imagine two million people singing and praising God and worshipping it says Miriam took a, uh, took a tambourine and danced, and all the women danced. Imagine that. That must be some sight. But what happened afterwards, soon after? Murmuring and grumbling. Okay? After three days' journey, they came to a place. Uh, they were thirsty, and there was water there, but the water was bitter. People complain, why did you bring us out here? To kill us? And God said to Moses, throw a piece of wood into the water. And Moses did, and the water turned sweet. You know, and I look at this and I say, all this world can offer is bitterness. You know, the wilderness is is the world. There's no sweet water in this world. It will never satisfy you. Only, only God can satisfy us. 
And that, on, that also through the, through the death of Jesus, through the cross. And, and, when, and when I read further, it says they came to another place and they were thirsty again. So what did these people do? Did they put their hands up and praise, say, praise God? Praise God, we are thirsty, he's going to meet our needs? No, murmuring and grumbling again. They never learn. They never learn. There's no gratitude. There's no gratitude. They were testing God. Moses says, why do you test God? What does that mean? Why do you, how, how can you test God? They were challenging God. They were pushing God. You know, can you meet our needs? Are you really that great? Can you meet our needs? And, and, and you, you know the story? Uh, Moses... God told Moses to strike a rock. You know, and he says, use the same rod you used in Egypt. In Egypt, he struck the river Niles. Niles was supposed to give life to Egypt. But it brought death. The river turned into blood. Everything died. People couldn't drink. But he said, use the same rock. He says, I will stand on that rock. And you strike the rock. And water will come out. And... <clears throat> Moses struck the rock. But imagine, God was standing on the rock. So Moses actually struck God who was standing on the rock. Water came out. And I used to imagine, you know, like turning the faucet on, water gushing out. And then, I, and then it hit me. There were two million people there. <laughs> you can turn your kitchen faucet, your garden hose your bathroom, that still won't meet the needs of two million people. The water must have gushed out to feed, uh, sorry, to quench the thirst of two million people and the animals, livestock. Plenty of water. And our God is, is gracious. So, and then you read further down. They were fed up with God, so they built a golden calf. And then they said, this calf brought us out of Egypt. Again, ingratitude. And, and, and they denied the God who, who delivered them. But again, God was merciful with these people, this rebellious generation. And ingratitude, I realize, you know, ingratitude leads to hardening of the heart. As believers, we need to be aware of that. Be very careful that we don't grumble or murmur, but give thanks to God in all situations. Because once you become a believer, you are living for Him, not for self. Self cannot give glory to God. It only wants to glorify self. So self has to die. And this is why God took the Israelites into the wilderness. According to Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2, it says that God took them into the wilderness to humble them. 
to humble them, to get every, uh, Egypt out of them. And to follow God. It's, oh, it's, it's like the story in, in Genesis. You got the tree of life. And I call the other tree. Tree of knowledge of good and evil. As tree of death. Tree of life. Tree of death. The wilderness is death. And the tree of life there is God. He says I will meet all your needs. I will give you food. I will give you water. In fact he says. For when they wandered for 40 years. Their clothes did not wear out. The sandals did not wear out. And God was teaching them and humbling them. You know, I will look after you. I will get you. The goal is not wilderness. The goal is rest. Okay, the goal is not wilderness. It's rest. Our journey is the same. The goal is not for us to just wander in the wilderness. Our, the, purpose, the journey for us is also rest, rest in God. Don't struggle. The, the, the Israelites built a golden calf and then they said later they wanted to go back to Egypt. <laughs> they wanted to go back to Egypt, go back to the world. And when I read that, I, if, you know, I remember what Jesus is saying in Matthew 11. He says, come all, you know, all who are weary and tired, come to me. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke and learn from me, for I am humble. He will give us rest. He said, learn from me. So, this is is a story for a believer. This is actually what Jesus is saying. I, I say, well, this is fits in with the Exodus journey. If they had been humble, God would have given them rest. And our journey in this world is the same. We are, this world is wilderness. The water we drink in this world is bitter. Only Christ can make it sweet. And I, I remember my past in Japan. You know, although I was making good money and my life was okay, I was secure, but there, it was bitter for me. Bitter. I wasn't satisfied. That's why I turned to Christ this time. I started reading the Bible. And God spoke to me. And he had this revelation. But <clears throat> and now, you know, um, the next chapter in, in after, after uh, coming to faith was learning to put self to death and trying to live my life trusting God. And to to be grateful that he called me out of Unification Church. Called me out and gave me new hope, new life. And I also remember another story uh, in the Bible where something very similar happens um, in Luke 17 where there were 10 lepers there. 10 lepers. And one day when Jesus was walking past, all of these 10 men shouted uh, towards, to, to God asking for help, for, for healing. 
leprosy was a uh, was a uh, a very bad disease uh, in biblical times and and they couldn't live in their community if they had lepros uh, if they were lepers they had to live outside uh, in their own leper community so they couldn't go back home they couldn't attend any weddings or funerals or birthdays they were outcast they had to live outside and Jesus felt sorry for these people and he and he says go go on your way go and see the priest and as these 10 men were walking they all got healed and one came back and thanked Jesus only one came back and Jesus asked where are the other nine where are the other nine what happened to them why this one came back this Samaritan the Samaritan came and fell and gave thanks to God. Okay. He was grateful. He didn't rush home to celebrate with his family that he's, he's clean, but he gave thanks to God. And so Jesus said to this one man, your faith has healed you. Now that word healed you means healed completely. He was physically clean, but also spiritually he was saved. The other nine were saved physically. They were cleansed physically. Spiritually, no. They went away. They went to celebrate. They had forgotten Jesus, the one who healed them. Healed them. They forgotten. So, <clears throat> I used to read that and I wonder why did Jesus say, you know, why does he need somebody, them to come back? <laughs> come back and thank him. You know? But now I understand. You know, he's, you know he, he wants to heal completely everything, physical but also spiritual. Salvation. The other nine went back home to their families and never came back, never thanked God. They were free. And many times we do that. When we are in crisis, we call out to God. When God comes and rescues us, we forget. It's almost like an ATM machine. You go to an ATM machine when your wallet is empty. Get money. <laughs> then you forget. Until your wallet is empty, you go back again. So, <clears throat> gratitude is very important. In a, in a Christian's life. Gratitude towards God. Giving thanks is a daily thing. Daily thing. You know. See, in all these situations, whether the Israelites coming out of Egypt or the lepers being healed, or even myself, or ourselves here. We cannot save ourselves. God, only God can change that. So, I said earlier, between Revelation 
and transformation, transformation, it, you need two more things in between. That is death. And many times we don't realize that because we only say our sinner's prayer and then we just walk away thinking we are saved. But God wants us to die. That's why everybody, everybody has a wilderness course. In the wilderness, the flesh is put to death. How long it takes, it depends on us. It can take 40 years or 40 weeks, 4 years, 10 years. So God will take us in, in the wilderness to put the flesh to death and then take us into rest. As I said earlier, the wilderness is not the goal, it's the rest. But between, in the wilderness, there are two bodies of water. There's the Red Sea and the River Jordan. All right? Jesus died, we can cross the Red Sea. Now, we have to die, then we can cross the River Jordan and enter the Promised Land. If there's no death to self, then there's no rest. Okay? So, today is a special day, a joyous day. Six years of, of gateway. Yeah. yeah, I've known Tom for many years, and it's been a difficult journey, six years, but God has blessed Gateway. And, and uh, and it's, it's, it's important that we give thanks to God who's merciful. Yeah. Merciful. I know the word of God is preached here. And not only the word of God is preached here, but God is lifted up here. Yeah. So I, you know, and I think people here are blessed. <laughs> blessed. Especially in these times um, where the churches are going after prosperity and, and so on. Here, I feel at home. I feel at home. I feel... You know, my journey was, was also the same in Derby. We also had a fellowship, and we also used to meet in a scout's hut like this. But mine, I started a bit earlier <laughs> than Tom. And um, so we, you know, um, the same thing. In, in Derby, when we used to meet... Um, We wanted to be a light. We called ourselves Fellowship in Truth. Okay, Fellowship in Truth. We wanted to fellowship with the truth, Christ, and the truth to transform us, not just intellectually, but to change. So today, I'm, I'm honored to come, come, come back here. I've spoken a few times here in the past, but I, I find it a great privilege that Tom asked me. I'm nobody, okay? I'm not the... Uh, a famous preacher or anything like that. I'm nobody. But Tom asked me to come, and I feel very honored to come. I feel very humbled, and I want to give thanks um, for our friendship and for our fellowship over the years. In conclusion, I'd like to read 
uh, a scripture from um, First Chronicles. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to that. First Chronicles, chapter twenty-nine, verses ten to seventeen. God, you know, celebration is not once a year. Celebration is daily. It's not once a year. So we give thanks to God every day. But today is a special day <clears throat> for Gateway. In 1 Chronicles 29, verses um, 11 to 17. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. In your hand are power and might, and in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. And now we thank you, our God, and praise your glorious name. But who am I and what is my people that we should be able thus to offer willingly? For all things come from you, and of your own have we given you. For we are strangers before you and sojourners, as all our fathers were. Our days on earth are like a shadow, and there is no abiding. O Lord our God, all is abundance Sorry, all this abundance that we have provided for building you a house for your holy name comes from your hand and is all your own. I know, my God, that you test the heart and have pleasure in uprightness. In uprightness of my heart, I have freely offered all these things. And now I have seen your people who are present here offering freely and joyously to you. All right. So today we have gathered again for this house of God to give thanks so, and to rejoice. You know, um, from our small house group, this has come to, uh, grown to this uh, capacity. It's all God's glory. It's all God's work. And it's good to know that God is with us. It's good to know God is here. His name is lifted up. So let's uh, join me in a closing prayer, please. Father, we thank you, Father, for this day, for this joyous day that we can gather and celebrate, Father, six years of Gateway here. Father, I pray, Father, that Gateway will truly be a gateway to you uh, to, into your, your kingdom, Father, that more people would hear your, your truth. Father, I know that your word is preached here, taught here, the good news is preached here, and most of all, your name is lifted up. We, I thank, thank you, Father, for all the blessings here, for your goodness, your faithfulness, for your mercy here, Father. We are all sinners, and but you have chosen us, Father, 
to do your work. May you continue to pour out your blessings here, Father, and that gateway will be a light and salt in Yetli, Father. Father, I offer this uh, prayer to you in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus our Lord. Amen.